ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. We welcome you to Gospel Dynamite, a Christian broadcast dedicated to the salvation of the lost and the revival of God's people. I'm Alan Mashburn, your Bible teacher and the pastor of Asbury Baptist Church, located at 218 Asbury Church Road in Seagrove, North Carolina. We invite you to visit our church at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. On Sunday evenings, we provide online services which can be viewed on gospeldynamite.org. Now please join me in the study of the Word of God. You're listening to Gospel Dynamite. I invite you to take your Bible. Turn with us to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. I speak to you today on our matchless Savior. Our matchless Savior. Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. There rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I'm reminded of a story that I read not long ago in Washington, D.C., in the Museum of National History. There's a diamond called the Hope Diamond. It is a vivid, dark blue diamond that weighs 45 and a half carats. According to geologists, it is a diamond without equal in all the world. It was found in the mid-1600s and weighed over 112 carats when it was dug from the earth in India. It's considered to be priceless. It is said to be a matchless diamond. However, there may be another larger, more valuable stone lying buried in the ground, but to say the Hope Diamond is matchless is to presume the unknown. Michael Jordan is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. It's said that there'll never be another as great as he. He's declared to be matchless in his sport. However, somewhere on some playground in some school gymnasium, there must be a youngster who will shatter Michael Jordan's records one day. To say that he is matchless is very much a stretch of the imagination. Albert Einstein is said to be the greatest thinker this world has ever known. He pondered concepts so deep that we could never even begin to grasp them. His has been called a matchless intellect. However, who is to say that somewhere in the world today there isn't a child whose mind is so sharp and whose brilliance will dwarf even that of Einstein? The truth is nothing in this world is matchless. 
Everything can be equaled or bettered by mankind. However, there is one who will never be equaled, who will never be bettered, and his name is the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. In this text, the disciples are crossing the Sea of Galilee. All of a sudden, a storm arises. Jesus is asleep in the boat, and the disciples feel that they're going to die. They awake Jesus, and he speaks to the storm. And the waves and the winds lie at his feet as if they were docile lambs. His disciples see this great miracle and ask a question that declares his greatness. They ask, what manner of man is this? Throughout his life, the story is the same. Everywhere Christ went, men marveled and stood amazed at his greatness. When he was just an infant, Mary and Joseph marveled at what was spoken of Jesus in Luke chapter 2 and verse 33. In John chapter 7 and verse 15, his enemies marveled at his wisdom and his doctrine. His disciples marveled at his compassion and love for sinners in John 4 and verse 27. The multitudes marveled at his power to heal in Mark 2 and verse 12. His enemies marveled at his word in John 7 and verse 46. Even his executioner marveled at the greatness of Jesus Christ. Nothing has changed. Christ is still amazing all to all those who will come to him by faith. To say he is matchless is an understatement. He will never be equaled. He will never be bettered. He will always remain the matchless one. And now by the grace of God, we should take a few moments and list some things about him that is matchless. He, the Lord Jesus Christ, is matchless in his personality, for he is matchless in his beginning. To say that Jesus had a beginning is an untruth. He always has existed. Every person under the sound of my voice has had a time of beginning. We began at the moment of our conception. Jesus Christ, however, had no beginning. He has always existed, and he always will. Jesus was there when the world was formed, according to John chapter 1 and verse 3. He was there before there even was a world to form, according to Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. In the prophecies of his birth, he is referred to as the everlasting father in Isaiah 9 and verse 6. In Revelation 1 and verse 11, Jesus says that he is the Alpha and the Omega. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18, he says that he is the beginning and the end. He is matchless in that he has always been here, and he always will be. He is matchless also in his birth. Every person under the sound of my voice came to this world in the very same fashion. Your father and your mother came together in a marital union and you are the result. Jesus Christ stands unique among all humans 
who have ever been born in this world. He is the only one who came to this world through the womb of a virgin. Science calls it a myth. Modern religion says it's a foolish doctrine to believe. However, the word of God shows us let God be true and every man a liar. According to his word, Jesus was conceived in a virgin's womb and was born to a woman who had never had a sexual relationship with a man. Isaiah 7 and verse 14 declares it would become truth. And in Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 23, that prophecy is fulfilled. Even Mary herself was amazed at the plan of God. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. There are many today who are seeking to deny the virgin birth of our Lord Jesus. They contend that it's not an important doctrine. I say that it is of utmost importance. If Jesus were not born of a virgin, then he's not qualified to be our Savior. The Messiah was to be virgin born. If Jesus were not born of a virgin, then he might be a sinner like you and me. And if that is the case, then we have no Savior and we have no hope. I have extremely good news for you because Jesus was born just like the Bible says he was. He was conceived by the Spirit of God and born of a virgin. He is all the scriptures say is, and he is more than qualified to be our Savior today. But my friend, he's also matchless in his blessedness. Jesus is like no other in that he is the sinless son of God. He was born in this world without sin and he lived his life without sin. A sinful man could never have paid the sin debt for the world. As sinners, every one of us was already under the wrath of God. We were doomed for hell. Jesus, however, was pure, was sinless. When he gave up his life on the cross, an innocent man who suffered an agony of death, when the innocent died for the guilty, God was satisfied and he accepted the death of Jesus Christ as the payment for our sin. Together we can thank God that Jesus was willing to go and take my place on Calvary so that when I come to God for salvation, God was able to save me by his grace because the price had already been paid. When I called on God for salvation and for forgiveness of my debt before God, I found that my debt had already been paid and that I was to be saved simply by faith. Thank God the innocent died for the guilty. I heard a story of a young man who had committed some crime and had been sentenced to die. The night before his execution, his father came to see him. According to the story, all the prisoners were kept locked in a large room. His father found him among the crowd, stayed with his son all night. During the night, the condemned man fell asleep, but his father stayed awake all night. In the pre-dawn hours, the guards came to take the son to the executioner, and when they called out the sleeping boy's name, the father, the father answered. He got up and he went to the gallows, and he died in the place of his son. 
Later, when the king learned what had happened, he called for the young man to be brought before him, and he issued a full pardon, declaring that the penalty for the crime had been paid in full. My friend, this is what happens when an old sinner comes before the throne of grace for salvation. The king of glory declares the sinner innocent because the price has already been paid in full. God asks nothing more of us than that we believe in his son. When we receive Jesus into our hearts and into our lives, we are instantly saved and forever forgiven. Thank God the record has been erased and forgotten all of our sin, all of our wretchedness, all of our, our, our muck and our mire of, of, of sin has been forever gone. He's matchless in his personality, but he's also matchless in his performance. He's matchless in that he died for my sin. I've already touched on the fact that Jesus died for us and took our sins upon himself on the cross. However, I didn't make much mention of the method of his death. When Jesus died, it wasn't some antiseptic, easy death. When he died, he died a brutal, difficult, harsh death. According to Isaiah, Jesus was brutalized in his death. Isaiah 52 and verse 14. The scripture describes that his visage, that, that the vision of him, the view of him was, uh, you could look upon him and he didn't even look like a man, he looked like an animal. The prophet also relates that it was God himself who bruised the Lord Jesus in Isaiah 53 and verse 10. Jesus did what no other person could do. He went to the cross. He endured all that he did so that he might save the soul of the sinner. He was beaten. He was sped upon. His beard plucked from his face. He was whipped. He was finally nailed to a cruel, rugged cross. Other men could have died in that fashion, but no other man could have paid for our sin. It took a sinless lamb of God climbing onto his cross and taking my sin and your sin upon him so that we would be saved. His death was a matchless death. And he is matchless in that he defeated death. After Jesus was crucified, they placed his broken and battered and buried dead body in a borrowed tomb. And when they rolled that stone, many felt that they would never see this man again. But thank God the Lord had other plans. Three days after his death on the cross, Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave when he arose from the dead. Because he got up, you and I have the living hope and promise of resurrection someday. Thank God, because he got up, we don't have to fear death. Because he lives, we too shall live forever. 
Because he lives, our departed loved ones who died in Christ are alive and well today, and we shall meet them again when he comes. But he is matchless in his desire to save. I'm talking about his performance. He died to pay for sin, and he arose to conquer death. But thank God Jesus has a heart for sinners. Jesus loves sinners. He died for sinners, and he'll save any sinner who comes to him by faith. God reveals his heart in this matter in 2 Peter 3 and verse 9, in that God is not willing that anyone should perish, that all should come unto repentance. Many feel that they're beyond the saving grace of God. However, the grace of God is sufficient to save even the worst of sinners. Did you ever realize that everything that God has ever done since man sinned in the garden has been in an effort to bring man into a right relationship with himself? The great burning passion of the heart of God is the salvation of sinners. He calls all who will come to him to be saved. Jesus is matchless in his personality. He is matchless in his performance, but he's also matchless in his promises. He's matchless in his promise to save us. Again, whoever will come to Jesus can be eternally saved from their sins. Doesn't require a lot of effort. Just requires faith. God's salvation carries with it an ironclad guarantee. He promises to save to the uttermost all those who come to him. Hebrews 7 and verse 25. He's matchless in his promise to support us. Jesus never saved us to leave us to find our own way through the world. He has promised to guide us and go with us all the way. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Lord has promised to guide us through all of life. John 16 and verse 13. He has promised to meet our needs as we travel. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. He has promised to give us an arm to lead on as we travel, and he's promised to receive us into heaven when we leave this world. Jesus Christ will never fail you in your journey. He will always be there for you, and he will always give you, provide you of what you need in him. He is still the I am. He's matchless also in his promise to see us safely home. Jesus never saved any saint that he is willing to lose along the way. His promise is that we will arrive at home with him when the journey of life is concluded. I'm saying that every saved individual is secure in Jesus Christ. We are as sure for heaven as if we were already there today. I may not see another birthday. I may not live to be 80 years old, but I know I'm going to heaven. 
Regardless of what happens in this world, regardless of what happens in Raleigh, regardless of what happens in Washington, D.C., regardless of what happens in my own life, I'm saved today, and I'm saved forever. And if it was dependent on my goodness to get me into heaven, then I would doubtless go to hell. But I thank God that when I cannot hold to him, he cannot ever let go of me. What a Savior. You can count on God to keep his word. If he has promised it, it will come to pass. He will see to it. Just ask Abraham, just ask Moses, just ask Israel, just ask Noah and Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. God will do what he says he will do. He will take care of you here, now, and then, and he will deliver you safely home when he comes. Not many things you can count on this world, but you can rest assured that Jesus Christ will do what he says he will do. Learn to rest in him. Learn to trust in him and do what he says. Jesus is matchless in his personality. Jesus is matchless in his performance, in his promises. But my friend, he is matchless in his power. He's matchless in his power over sin. Sin is a very powerful thing. It can arrest a person's life to the degree that they are totally in its hideous power. Look at men like Samson. He was destroyed by the power of sin. The power of sin took a man like David to the depths of depravity and had him doing things David, David probably never thought he would ever do. Never met a person who can handle sin. It's more powerful than you and I will ever be. It will defeat you. It will destroy your life. It will take everything from you that you hold precious and leave you with nothing but the pieces of a shattered and broken life. I think, God, there's more to the story. While you and I are powerless to handle sin within ourselves, Jesus is more than ample for the task. He has the power to break the chains of sin that bind you, and he can set you free so that you might serve him. These verses teach us that Jesus has the power to liberate from sin and to break its power in our lives. And I can assure you that Jesus will give you the power to rise above the sin that has you bound today. He has that power, for he is matchless in his power. Not only is there power over sins, power but my friend, there's also power in Jesus over sin's penalty. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin has a wage, and that wage of sin is death. This means that the person who dies in sin is going to pay the ultimate price of going to hell and being forever separated from Almighty God. Jesus has the power to change the sinner's destiny. He can take a life headed for hell and he can turn it around by his great grace and can take that life to heaven. Jesus makes the difference. No one ever need die and go to hell. It is avoidable. Jesus has made a way for all men to be saved, and his power is what makes the difference. 
No other plan formulated by any man, by any group, can deal with the sin problem other than the gospel of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the, Lord's Je- of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's plan is the only plan that has ever or will ever work to save man's soul from the power, the penalty, and the presence of sin. He has the power to deliver men and to change their lives forever. My friend, he's also matchless in his power over Satan. The devil is a powerful enemy. He's deceptive. He's elusive. He's smart. He's hateful. He's more than a match for you and me. Jesus, on the other hand, can handle Satan very well. Just after man sinned in the Garden of Eden, God promised to Satan that one day the seed of the woman would bruise the serpent's head. That was fulfilled when Jesus died on the cross. If you've ever stepped on a snake's head, you know that his body will thrash and wreathe in pain. Even if you crush his head, he'll still try to get away. What a picture of Satan. He has his head under the heel of Christ. He still thrashes about and causes plenty of trouble for men but he's a defeated foe. We must be wary of him because he loves nothing more than hurting those who belong to Christ. He's a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. While he's still active, he's already been defeated. And we're told exactly what his fate is in Revelation 20 and verse 10. Jesus has all the power necessary to defeat the devil in your life and mine. And when Jesus comes on the scene, the devil must flee. He's matchless, my friend, in his power of the situations of life. Regardless of what tragedies, difficulties, hardships, or trying times that you may be facing in your life, you need to remember that Jesus is able to handle each and every one of them that you run into. He has the power to meet your needs. He has the power to heal your body and that of a loved one. He has the power to heal your past. He has the power to calm your storm, to comfort your heart, to soothe your emotions, to move your mountains. What I'm saying is that Jesus Christ is everything. He is matchless. He is enough. He is able. He can do that which no one else can do. Nothing is too big for God. Don't be guilty of putting God in a box and saying, oh, he can't handle that. My friends, he can move every mountain that you trust him with, and he's still the master of the sea. There is more that we can say about the matchless Savior that we have. Enough has been said. And I must say that he's still incomparable to anything you can put up to him. He is matchless. He's a wonderful Savior. Anything you can bring to his attention, he can solve every problem, whether you're soul salvation, victory over some begetting sin or a deep dark valley or a time of distress, a worry. You can trust Jesus Christ to meet your need. All he asks from you is that you come to him by faith and trust him to take care of your life. Will you do that? Will you do that? God help you to obey His voice today. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We trust it's been a blessing. Trust you'll have a great week in the Lord. Log on to our website, gospeldynamite.org, and let us know if you've accepted Christ or this message has helped you. God bless you, and we trust you have a great day in the Lord.